This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It's what we live, and it's what we're going to talk about today. It's all about our sports. It is all about our culture, and more specifically, it is all about our family. And because this is about the Auburn family, you've got to have a member of that family unit in here to talk with me alongside every single episode all the way up to now. Haven't run them off yet. Episode 35. Welcome back, Austin Scott. Thank you, Kyle. War Eagle to you. Glad to be back. You have not run me off in 35 episodes. Don't think you're going to run me off anytime soon. Uh, If I came back after having two baby boys, I, I think you're stuck with me here for a while. I will be, I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't say. I will not reveal who said this, but I, I had one source, a source, I don't know what I'm like, this is some inside scoop that said, you know, I wonder if Austin, not just with having one child, but two is going to get on the other side of that and be like, you know what? I can't come back. <laughs> and listen, I and that person would not have blamed you in the least. Sure. You know, so I, I will admit, you know, I was kind of sitting back here having our special guests, you know, Clint and uh, all those AJ and all those other people, uh, and just wondering if, you know, I would ever see daddy again. I almost, I couldn't let it go. I was trying to find a way to work it in better than I did last week, but well, daddy back know. in the saddle. Okay. <laughs> This And I mean, this is a great segue because a great, a huge reason that I am able to be back is because of my incredible wife, who is a mother now and is celebrating her very first Mother's Day today. Um, And so she has been amazing through these last seven weeks of motherhood and parenthood for us. um, And definitely a big reason why I'm able to kind of take this hour on Sunday nights for us and uh, and spend some time together with you guys. So, um, yep. Emily's amazing. Happy Mother's Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to Mother's Day to all moms listening. Uh, Absolutely. Tonight. Especially our Auburn moms out there. Because all moms are great, but let's be honest, those Auburn ladies, mm. they are the cream of the crop. Uh, you know, there's a reason you don't mess with an Auburn woman because they are some strong, strong people. And I could start quoting the creed and tying that up. You know, I I thought about that today when we were making our little E2C network post. I was like, how can I work the creed into this? And I, there were some easy ways, but I feel like I do that too much sometimes <laughs> on E2C network stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say the, the general thing today. But I concur, whether it's about Miss Emily Scott, whether it's about your specific mother out there that you're thinking of right now, we appreciate all those Auburn moms out there. So let's move into Auburn Propery here for the last few minutes of this segment and let's talk about a bunch of little different things. Something we've been talking a lot about in our big segments is Auburn baseball of late. And we're going to take a little break from just spending a whole segment on, but we have to mention four series, SEC series in a row that the Tigers have won. And they did it in convincing fashion against Ole Miss on the road with a double header one day because of weather in just absolutely dominant fashion. If you ever doubt Butch Thompson again, I will slap you. And I'm not talking to Austin, <laughs> but I'm talking to you, the generic fan out there who's listening to this. Don't you ever doubt Butch Thompson again, because this man knows how to coach and squeeze whatever he needs to squeeze out of what he has to work with. And that's not me downplaying the talent. I think there's really good talent there. Just young talent. And wow, 
what a performance for the last four weeks by these guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, first SEC sweep on the road in five years for the Sovereign team. Um, really, really incredible stuff. And, and to go on the road at Ole Miss where baseball is king um, and defending national champs. Now, this isn't the national championship team by any means. They're, Ole Miss right. is having a rough year, probably not going to make Hoover. Um, but, you know, we talk about it in football. We talk about it in basketball. Any time you can go on the road in the SEC and win, it doesn't matter what sport, or how many times, uh, it's an accomplishment. And mm-hmm. they they swept big time uh, Ole Miss on the road. And so took care of what they need to. There's a lot of you know rumblings about there. Is this team going to be able to host a regional? I think they need a lot to go their yeah. way for that to happen. Um, but they're making a case. And if they keep taking care of business, they're going to be a strong two seed. Nobody wants to see in their regional, if if not hosting. And so um, I, I, I think that this team – is doing what Auburn teams do when the calendar hits April and May and they're hot, they're playing smart baseball. Um, and, and they're just, they're just on fire right now. And so uh, I'm looking forward to, we got four more games in the regular season. Uh, and this, this team is going to close out strong, I think. Yeah. I, I really think that um, I'm not surprised as I, I kind of set up mm-hmm. what's happening with this, this baseball team right now. It's eerily similar to a softball team. When you think about seating and things like that, I think we, as Auburn fans, we get on the hype train and we start thinking, Hey, number one, or not number one seed, definitely not, uh, but uh, hosting seed and um, not the case for softball, which we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Uh, But they are definitely a team that nobody wants to run into right now because they are on fire Uh, and all aspects of the game, whether it's pitching, the the pitching could always improve uh, this year, but it is, continue to provide what this offense needs to get going and produce big numbers like it did this weekend, um, which we could have run ruled a couple of times. And uh, yeah. I think only we run ruled the first game, but right. uh, fun, fun time right now. Something else that I wanted to mention uh, in our little potpourri section, basketball transfer portal. We did update a lot of um, football transfer portal in a previous episode. I think it was, episode 33 maybe is when we talked about that one i can't remember exactly but basketball we've been kind of holding waiting hoping we're going to get some more definitive things about um who might be coming to fill some of the spots that opened up that's already happened with denver jones that's already happened with help me help me i'm I'm floundering here the the second name oh uh, um yeah um chancy no Yes, uh, yes, yes. Chancey Johnson? Uh, Chancey, is that right? Chaney, Chaney Johnson. Chaney, Chaney. Johnson. Chaney Johnson coming over from UAH. So those two effectively filling the spots of Wendell and of uh, Zepp. But there's still that Treor spot. There's still that uh, Chance Westry spot out there. So we're really kind of in a holding pattern, and I, I keep thinking we're almost there. You got any feelings about if we're about to have any news about this? I, I think it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. I think a lot of the guys, you know, Auburn's looked at to fill a, or another three spot. Um, we've talked about, you know, I think we talked about a possible reunion with Devin Cambridge since we're on episode number 35. Oh, there it um, is. You found it. You worked it in. <laughs> I did. Uh, truthfully, I forgot, but I did just remember it with Devin Cambridge. Uh, my other, real quick, my other options were Jay Prosh, who I love. Mm. Uh, and, and Zacoby McLean was originally number 35 before going to number nine. Oh, yeah. Shea Rabbit. But Love it. Jay, Jay Prosh was a good option. Didn't know how to work him in as well as Devin. But uh, anyway, 
Devin Cambridge was was thought to be an option. He ends up going to Oregon. Uh, I think that we're going to see movement really when the NBA Combine and draft, or uh, I'm sorry, G League Combine and NBA Combine yeah. kind of start moving. Uh, you mentioned Julian Phillips being an option. Tyron Lawrence has taken a visit to Auburn, the transfer from Vanderbilt. He's in the G League Combine, who, by the way, is also with Janai Broom doing a fantastic job in the yes. G League Combine. Um, so I think those two guys are really who Auburn's left looking at. Um, I I would be surprised if they don't get one of them. Um, I think Lawrence is probably the more uh, probable one there. But I think until those guys are able to kind of get some more definitive answers on what their outlook outlook looks like professionally, um, we won't really know if, if they choose to come to Auburn or not yet. So I'm going to say that uh, – we, we might have movement on that in a week to two weeks. That's that's what I'm hoping to. And here's the rub, right? You want to definitely root for these guys. Like, yeah, I see the highlights. You know, Auburn basketball has been posting them and retweeting them from the G League and showing how well Janai is doing. And so you're like, yes. And then at the same time, no, we need you yeah. back. We, we really do. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to follow and kind of balance that act. But um, it's a – Something we're hoping to get to in the next few few weeks. Last thing that I do want to touch on that something I didn't even mention with you pre-show, but I think it, it's at least in the probably in the back of your mind somewhere. Uh, this week, Will Herring was um, announced yeah. and, induct, and inducted into the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. You know, Will Herring's one of those guys that I don't think in uh, 35. Ah, nice. nice Are you done. kidding me? Nice. We done. didn't even point this. I I didn't even try to like, work that in there but i just hit me that he was number 35 how like nicely done man like i <laughs> i'm kind of at a loss for words now because <laughs> i'm ashamed of myself for not like thinking this is the perfect segue into this but anyway the news is he was inducted to the cotton bowl hall of fame for his really great performance in that bowl game in 2005 january 2005 i believe is what it was no 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 two thousand five. Six. Yeah, January 2000. So, anyway, 05, it, January 05 would have been the Sugar Bowl of Virginia Tech. That, that's, yeah, see, I messed up all the way around. Like, <laughs> Anyway, we are celebrating Will Herring. He is a guy that really invests in Auburn, I believe still lives in Auburn, and is part of the community there working with business, his business and stuff. And um, happy to see Auburn people continue to get recognized. 07, is that when it was? Yeah, correct, yeah. That, that actually feels right because now I'm recollecting when uh, game where I was when that game actually happened. Anyway, congratulations to Will Herring. Just wanted to throw that in here on the tail end of the segment. We've been talking a lot of diamond sports lately, a lot of baseball though, and we're not done with that. Plenty still to talk about. But softball takes not center field, but center stage right here in our first big segment of the night. We obviously just got done with the SEC tournament. And Auburn came in there really hot. Uh, number three seed overall, double bye. Obviously, we want to spend just a little bit of time talking about that and then move on to where they have now been seated and talk about what it looks like for them going forward. But SEC tournament was really fun. Uh, enjoyed this week um, tuning in and uh, watching not just them at times, but the SEC softball. I think people forget how good SEC softball is and mm. uh, how talented they are. Not, you know, I, I have no problems even saying there's pretty talented softball players on the Alabama team. That's kind of usually their history there. But I think a lot of people were surprised by the fact that Auburn's opponent, uh, 
we'll get there actually. So let me give your opening thoughts about the team and uh, how they performed in the SEC tournament. You take that wherever you want to, even if it's the the last game. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, end up playing Ole Miss and uh, in a wild back and forth game and end up winning yeah. in the first round. Good, good game for both teams and uh, Auburn fortunate to come out on top and then get to play, you know, the Cinderella story of South Carolina, who's, um, you know, come into the, into the picture here as a, I think they were the 11 seed. Is that right, Kyle? 11, uh, they seed? were, it, it's confusing because if you look at the, uh, the 10 seed, now I've got it fixed on my seed. screen. Uh, Ole Miss was the 11. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's um, why that got a little confusing there, but 10 seed overall. The 10 seed and, uh, and just lo- loses on a heartbreaker. Um, you know, some, I don't want to say questionable decisions because I think coach Mickey Dean was, was thinking to have Matty Pinta lined up for the championship, which, you know, you want to end up doing that, but get there is first is also the other side of that argument. And so um, anyway, just lost on a heartbreaker, really unfortunate um, for that Auburn team to kind of uh, falter in that way, but um, a good, good game by the South Carolina and uh, to and to have them go on a little bit of a Cinderella run through the SEC tournament. Um, yeah. You know, I think we're going to get into seating here in a minute, but, um, not sure how much that really affected them. Uh, I think this Auburn team was hot. I think a lot of people were hoping that they would host as well. Um, I was. You could argue <laughs> they should have. Um, I think that once we look at, we'll just go ahead and get into it. Once we see the seating, uh, I think they got jobbed. Um, truthfully, uh, I, d- I don't think that they should be the highest two going to Clemson. And then if you win the Clemson regional, which of course, who needs another Auburn Clemson matchup in any sport. Right. Um, but let's, let's go into Clemson and then, you know, you win that. Oh, what do you get to go do as a super regional at Oklahoma? Um, so just messed up. There's a lot of things with that bracket that aren't right. Um, people are going to hear this and think it's beating a dead horse because it's Alabama, but Alabama was the fifth seed in the SEC tournament. And now you're telling me they're the fifth overall seed in the country and hosting a regional. I don't understand that, but Auburn, the facts are Auburn had 15 SEC wins and they're going to be the first team in over 10 years from the SEC to not get to host a regional with 15 wins. Um, That doesn't make any sense. And so I I, I think there's a lot of issues with the bracket this year, but that's the way the cards are dealt. Auburn's going to have to go up to Clemson for the 4,380th time and go and try and win that regional and, um, and then advance on to play Oklahoma. So, and for a chance to go to Oklahoma City. So, we'll, uh, it'll be good. This team's ready for it. Matty Penta is the kind of ace you need in these, in this late in the season. So, um, it'll be fun to watch. Can I point out, though? Yes, Auburn got jobbed in the seating, but it kind of works out if you do win the Clemson bracket, which, in, in that sense, probably. Uh, maybe we can debate it here in a second. If you want to be a number, the last number, hosting number one hosting seed or uh, however you say it the 16th seed overall sure uh, which yeah. means you would be the least of those hosting teams or do you want to be the nu- the best number two seed to be in the w- with the weakest number one hosting seed whatever you call it um you could have that argument there but if auburn does this maybe how they're capable of doing it, maybe surprising people taking the clemson regional and pulls the unthinkable and beats Oklahoma, you're already out in Oklahoma. Just stay out there for Oklahoma city. I mean, travel arrangements, you know, that's going to be pretty good. <laughs> wouldn't you say? <laughs> It'd be very yeah, logistically. Um, it, it works, I guess. 
it would be advantageous, but not obviously how you got there. You mentioned South Carolina, obviously making it all the way through uh, to the championship game and not a bad, you know, ending game. there, losing uh, one to three to the number one overall seed, Tennessee, which is, I think, how most people expected this thing to end out. Do you think if Auburn makes the championship game, they're a hosting team for the NCAAs? Um, I would like to think that that would matter after seeing the entire bracket and other decisions, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to think that that would have mattered. Um, you know, maybe they thought that, I, I don't know. I it, It's hard for me to say that winning against a lowly South Carolina team just to get in the SEC championship would make it enough for this, the committee to view Auburn as a host, but right um, over Clemson, I guess would be who, so I don't know, but. I think they should have been a host regardless. And that, I'm trying to take my orange and blue glasses off for that. But apparently well, orange and purple is the move instead. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about that. I don't care if it's this situation. It, it happens in this situation a lot, probably softball. But I, I'm just tired of playing Clemson overall. Wasn't it last cool. year? What, yes. Didn't we go to Clemson last year? I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what anybody in, in – we're gonna here we go. We're here we go. Here we go. I don't know what anybody <laughs> in the NCAA's obsession with is with Auburn playing Clemson. Like can they love cannibalism. They, That's what it is. They're tired of it. We're tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. It it's just beating the dead tiger over and over and over. <laughs> uh, literally, but the, the beating is being done by each other. And uh yeah, yeah. I I would love to not see our uh, some would say sister school. Uh, as often as we do in things, it is a very convenient travel arrangement. I, I remember it was last year because I was trying to figure out if I could justify going to a few games last year. And unfortunately it won't happen this year either. It looks like, but uh, cause I'm not, but two, two and a half hours away from that. But either way, you know, if you look at it, you can kind of look at the good. It's not a bad travel situation if you're thinking about going up there. But we'd like to, A, have a different opponent. B, not be in the Oklahoma region. We've already played Oklahoma this this season, and you saw how it mm. went. Oklahoma's just dominant. We know this. We've, we were in the championship game with them, what was that, like six years ago now? Yeah, yeah. Some time has passed. Maybe seven, yeah. So it's just a little bit frustrating, but um, this team is mainly still hot right now in terms of how they've been playing. You've got a pitcher like Maddie Pinta, and, and you brought up whether or not she should or should not have been played in that final game. I, I tended to agree with the decision to not play her in that if you could. It, you know, she had even admitted, and in an interview had said, like, she had not thrown her best stuff in a few of her appearances. So you don't know how that, like, would have played out. Yeah, she's your ace, but maybe she'd been used too much and needed a little bit of rest. So I, I don't necessarily fault. Uh, the decision by that, because I do think we saw where we were heading, who we were about to run into in Tennessee, and we got to have our best ready there. And you, you would like to think there's not that big a drop off. And usually there's not uh, when Maddie's not in there. And um, yeah, it, sometimes it just doesn't bounce your way. But the most it, the most frustrating part about this is not the loss there. It's where we got seated overall. So I guess just to kind of round this subject out, prediction time do you see them making it out of the clemson regional yeah i i think they will make it out of the clemson regional um i okay. think they'll they'll have to upset clemson i guess once or twice but I, I think they will make it out of the clemson regional and then the last question 
can they, if that happens, if they take care of what we think they're capable of at Clemson, can they get past Oklahoma and just stay out in Oklahoma for the rest of the time? Can, can they? Sure. That's why you play the game, but I, I don't think <laughs> it's going to happen. I, I think Oklahoma is probably where the, their, their season will end and, and no one can blame them for that. But, yeah. um, you know, I think, and I, I'm not really sure it would matter much if they were a host. As much as I want to say I wish Auburn was hosting, they're probably are in that 16 range going to play Oklahoma anyway. So, um, yeah. you know, the, the, uh, there is the off chance here that Oklahoma is upset and Auburn gets to host a super regional. So that we is can right. That. that is absolutely right. And I'll be honest with you, the biggest travesty for me in this is what an awesome weekend it would have been in Auburn upcoming if yeah, softball's yeah. hosting, baseball's here for their last SEC series at home. And, you know, that's just a great way. Even with school being done and mostly the campus emptied, emptied out now, that would have been a fun weekend to have here. Uh, at, not for me, obviously, because we continue to remind that you're in Auburn. I'm not. Um, but you would have gotten to experience that, and I would have been super, super jealous. So either way, very proud so far of what softball has accomplished. Tough road ahead of them, but we've seen them uh, you know, surprise a lot of people this year, and uh, we'll hope that they'll continue to do that. Uh, something that we're going to kind of just have a general discussion about. Uh, I'm going to give my uh, opinion about something, some news I saw this week. It's kind of a smaller topic, but I think one that'd be pertinent to the Auburn family, especially when you think about football game days and you think about just overall campus usage. And I hope, I hope that I have this. Well, I hope I actually have it wrong, but I think I have all my ducks in a row in terms of how to report this news that was released. I think it was like Wednesday or something. I wake up to a tweet or a, a story posted from Auburn University about parking upcoming. Because, you know, right now is like re-up your uh, season tickets oh, yeah. for football next season. So if you haven't done that, if you're part of the tough program, now's the time to start doing that. Uh, I, I'm not part of it yet, but I'm heavily considering <laughs> because I think we're about to move into a very, hopefully a very fun period for Auburn football. So there's my pitch and sales for Auburn University. You're welcome. What I will not be happy <laughs> about, though, is the continual, it seems like, and I want to be very careful here too, Austin, because I don't want to sound, we do want to sound like crotchety old men, but in a fun way and not just sitting here complaining about things all the time. But it feels like at times there's the over-commercialization of not just property uh, around in, in, on campus and around campus, but the usage of it. And what I'm talking about is parking on game day. Uh, gone are the days where you could have just pulled within 100 yards uh, on a curb of the stadium and walked in if you were lucky to you know get there early enough to do things like that gone are the days of seeing just everybody trying to find everything and look logistics wise it's great does it make the town look better overall sure but there's something about that everybody's just trying to get there with each other and gave it the madness of it and no and most people by the time game time's about to hit people are just parking wherever they need to and just hoping they don't get towed one of my lots that I have frequented a lot, uh, I won't say specifically where it is in case this is wrong, and I don't want people to rush over there, but it is, I'll say it's close to the <laughs> library and uh, has been a lot that is very coveted. A lot of big tailgate, tailgate groups utilize that and save spaces for each other. 
I'm fortunate enough in what I do to come to campus the day before usually so I can secure at least one, just really just one spot for me um, and um, utilize that for the weekend because it's convenient what I do sharing uh, the Auburn experience during game days for equipment and such. Now that's going to be paid, but you have to be part of a society right now to get paid to, to pay into that. But it's going to come available by the time that happens. All these big tailgate groups are probably going to have snatched them up. So my gripe, my crotchety old men segment is I am tired of the generic Auburn fan, the everyday Auburn fan who just wants to pull in on their SUV or their little sedan or their RV being pushed further and further and further out from campus. Will you get on board with this with me? <laughs> um, you know, I see where you're coming from, and it, it does stink. I don't have a dog in this fight because uh, I don't pay for parking at all. I just I've, I've been fortunate enough to find or have a sibling that's been attending Auburn University and lives in within walking distance of the campus. Um, that is no longer an option after uh, this. I mean, after August, my, my sister will be gone. And so um, I'm in, I'm in the market for looking for parking. I think I've got a spot picked out that is going to not cost me any money. You know, you're going to help a brother out. It's further than your spot. Okay. But uh yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, and it feels like this this is definitely a trend. Uh, you th- I think about, um, you know, I can't remember what specifically, but I think about the RV lots out past the med school. Um, I feel like that got to kind of redo here recently, um, or or maybe it was like when you can come and when you can't come, and, and or you can pay to come this time or not. Um, right. So it's definitely a thing where I think people are looking to get their money any way they can get it, um, you know. That helps Auburn University. That helps Auburn. It athletics, does. So I understand that, um, and I'm I'm for that. But uh, it definitely hurts the uh, overall experience uh, in some yeah. cases. So um, I I see your pain. It, it, for me, so I'm coming at it from a couple of levels. For me, just what I do as, as a business, it, it makes what I do hard now because I, I either have to trek super hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I have started investigating buying a motorized scooter to get around on game day. I I, listen, I've already pictured myself just scooting around in the amongst all the people, like just trying to get to where I need to get. Um, uh, It doesn't necessarily make some parts of that easier, but getting to and from to, you know, store things and and things of that nature. Most of you that don't know, I, I use a lot of, I don't say ton of equipment, but enough to like, I do, I live stream Tiger Walk. So if you're not subscribed, you need to be because that's going to be happening and just share all kinds of stuff from campus. Thankfully, you know, these phones, we have mine's over here. I can't show it. They do a lot of things Mm. that like equipment. So that's made a life a lot easier than it used to be. But I guess my other gripe is just that it, it, I've heard other fans say this too, like the RV people, the traditional people that can't pay for those close-up spots in the Beard Eve slot. They are talking about how they just feel like they're getting pushed further and further and further out. Mm. And yes, so the double-edged sword, it helps the university overall in terms of economics. It helps it in terms of look and game day organization, cleanliness, traffic flow, all that stuff. Like when we gripe about it, when I gripe about it, let me say that. I acknowledge there's good and bad to both of this, but it just sure. feels like we're, we're slowly losing some of those things that Auburn people 
you know, grew up with, you know, I, yeah, I can just vividly remember like pulling up on the side of the street and just literally seeing the stadium off in the distance, you know, no, to walk within 10 minutes. And now maybe it's not super longer than 10 minutes, but it just feels like it's getting further and further away from the non-paid spots for those of us that are on a budget. Now, those of you that are, you know, not having a nickel and dime everything with inflation these days, more power to you. But for me, I am pinching every penny that I can get. So that that's just my gripe for today. That's fine. I'll allow it. You allow it. You're going to have to find a way to work me into this uh, spot. Maybe sometimes if I can't find another solution, my, my other thoughts are to find sweet talk somebody else uh, into helping, helping a brother out. But I don't know that that's uh, really going to happen. Um, we shall see. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there should be some lots left. And I think that was one of the few ones that while it was a madhouse, and let me tell you, Austin, um, Jessica was witness to uh, not a, not a fight, but a, a discuss a fervent <laughs> discussion between me and one individual. <laughs> so you, you had to stake a claim on your spot there and make sure nobody was going to take it. And let me tell you, if you've seen how I secure my spot, have you ever seen it before? I've never seen the operation. No. Let me just say this. And people probably are now going to know it's me from, if my car is not in the spot actively, if I'm uh, had to pull it out for some reason and go somewhere, uh, it involves cinder blocks, oh. links and links of, of corded white rope, um, stakes. And yeah, that's, that's, that's basically it. So if you see a contraption that make, makes basically makes you ask the question, should I even bother trying to move this to steal this spot? That's me. <laughs> like wow. that's the, that's how the extent I go to it because I've had a spot stolen for so many times. So. This is going to become probably more the norm, though, for any spot outside of that. Uh, but I guess there are parking garages. And do you think they're ever going to do anything with that Beardies Memorial um, building and make that a bigger parking area? You know, it's a good question. Um, I could see it, but I also could see that being a hot ticket for parking. So I don't know if it would benefit you in this situation. So basically, uh, I'm out of luck no matter what happens. You know, well, you might just need to get some nice walking shoes. That's what I think might need to happen here. <laughs> or your electric scooter. As, as, uh, would that make you happy just to see me scooting around campus one day? Absolutely. Absolutely. With a tiger tail on the back. Oh, <laughs> do that. And uh, look, I w- if that happens, if there's some sponsor out there that wants to like me slap their logo on it, you know. Like Absolutely. Little, hey, man, all throughout campus all day, they're going to be seeing you because I, I move a lot. Uh, trying to spread the offered experience. So that is uh, just one thing that I wanted to talk about and gripe about long way off, obviously from the season, we'll see if those spots are still available, but um, just something to think about for Auburn fans as we get closer and closer to football game days, but we'll see if that things like that start to change for other things on campus, other events and athletic things of that nature. So that's what we have for you this week. Episode 35, as we almost forgot the Will Herring episode or the Zachary McLean. Is that what you said, Zach and Dave McLean? Um, yes, and Jay Prosh and Devin Cambridge. I think those are the – oh, and uh, we don't know for sure yet, but Jalen McLeod from the transfer from Appalachian State or 35 at you, State. Maybe maybe he'll keep it. So I, f- I feel like I'm forgetting some other sports, famous 35s, but no matter how you oh slice it. Oh, my gosh. What? Thomas is 35. <laughs> 
Frank Thomas. Yeah, that we didn't forget. We did not end the episode. The big hurt. I don't know whether to be madder at you or me for that one. <laughs> we did not end the episode. Okay, well, that's just the best way to end an episode. Nearly, nearly forgetting about Frank Thomas. The Frank Thomas episode, as it always was planned to be. We thank you always. guys so much for tuning in uh, to this one and every week uh, on their way out. If you want to keep up with me, you can do so, obviously, uh, on Twitter, at Kyle Loomis 24 and follow all the ETC Network stuff. Where can they follow you, Mr. Austin Scott? Austin G. Scott is where you can find me. Um, 36 next week um, I, I think I got it covered but I might need your suggestions so feel free to send them in there you go you can always help him ask, uh, offer a suggestion to uh, Austin on Twitter he would, uh, he would love that thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will be back again on the next episode until we talk to you again War Eagle War Eagle